Hi guys, welcome to the Wabi Sabi podcast, episode number 73. Cece? <laughs> She's going to be our little co-host today. Today we're going to be talking about emotional triggers and how we can better relieve, soothe, self-soothe and take care of ourselves. And by doing so, we take responsibility for our actions and we understand more about ourselves through emotional intelligence. If you don't know the proper definition of emotional intelligence, I will go through it with you today and we can go through exercises that are really important to us. Um, it's It's been a ride, I'll say that. This has been quite a year. One thing that we all know that we can learn more about is ourselves and how we can better handle ourselves before we go out there and try to tell others how to live their life or say you're judging others or you're living with certain expectations in your life. Emotional intelligence uh, or EQ really is the ability to understand, use and manage your own emotions in positive ways, or it's your ability to read others' emotions in positive ways, to relieve stress, to communicate effectively, how to empathize with others, and how to overcome challenges and diffuse conflict. When I was in college, I studied interpersonal and organizational communications. So I went a little bit of the extra mile to study journalism. I went to Long Beach State, uh, and then I went to Santa Monica City for extra classes. And then later down the line, uh, I studied while I was working under the editors at Men's Health and Men's Journal, particularly on how to better communicate to our audience effectively um, with integrity, moral integrity, and fact-checking severely. I worked with many doctors. I worked with many nutritionists, many professional trained athletes or trainers, whether it was health or wellness or just recipes, travel culture, I made sure to always go to the source first. And that was the best and actually the easiest way to get information to others. But when we are living in our modern day society where we have shows where people are doing drugs, or having sex, or they're extremely violent, that stuff triggers you. Also, you could be scrolling on social media, you could see an old friend, you could see a friend group, you could see an ex-lover, you could even see like a meme. Anything could trigger you on there. Uh, you could also have a friend that's writing about the pandemic or politics, and those things can trigger us. We just need to find a really good way to internalize our own emotions intelligently, and that way we can help others in the long run. You know, I really loved episode 72 as much as I hated talking about a negative part of our lives, which is nasty people. I love that you responded to it. It was the most downloaded podcast of 2022 for Wabi Sabi. And what that says about who we are in the Wabi Sabi community is we are looking to really take responsibility for our actions and try to be better people because we realize that this world is going to shit. And if we don't change now, or if we don't keep reviving those of us who are still maybe sane, kind, working with compassion or empathy, if we don't keep each other afloat and aware that our own actions are just doing a small part that is a little ripple and that ripple effect makes a big difference in the long run. 
You can ask yourself as a good citizen of the world, what can I do to fulfill my part? How can I make a difference? I will explain to you how emotional intelligence actually helps a lot of us fulfill more good into this world. First of all, remember to do your reading when it comes to your ability to identify and manage your own emotions. You can also read others' emotions. You may be an empath where you feel quite a bit about others. Emotional intelligence can include skills like emotional awareness, um, being able to harness emotions and then apply them to tasks like problem solving, and also the ability to manage emotions is within regulating one's emotions when necessary and helping others to do the same. So my partner, for instance, is very good at reading when somebody is in need of a little bit of help. And his father is a therapist, and that really makes sense. Sometimes the ability to help others is very innate. And you should help someone if you get that gut feeling of, do I need to be here to help comfort or take care of or keep this person whole? And the answer is yes. Yes. We always say yes. My father used to tell me, if you are able to help someone, help them. There is no question. If you see a hurt animal on the side of the road, get out and help them. If you see an elderly person that needs help, even crossing the street with their groceries, going up the stairs, you help them. If you know that there is a homeless person and you've got five bucks in your wallet and you don't need a stupid latte, Starbucks is so gross. I'm sorry. If any of you drink there, it is disgusting and over-roasted, over-priced, over-sugar. It is so bad. Start making your own coffee and your own matcha at home. It makes a huge difference. You are wasting a lot of money and time at a place that is dirty, in my opinion. Sorry, tangent, digress. Back to what we were talking about. If you have five bucks in your pocket, just give it to someone else. Chances are they do need it more than you do. It is way better to be a cheerful giver than it is to be a receiver. I can look back very, very, very vividly at a girl that triggered me over the last, I would say, maybe like five years ago or something. She asked for handouts all the time. She asked me for all my contacts. She told me I owed her. I actually saved her evil emails because I could not fathom being this emotionally unintelligent. So when somebody is completely unself-aware of their actions they are not living in their truth. Moral integrity means that you are living in the present moment and only the present moment. If you don't know what that means, please pick up The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. You may not understand the book on the first pass. I got it 10 years ago. I totally didn't get it. I shelved it. I tried to read it in Japan, couldn't do it. Then I picked it up about three years ago when I completely got it. You are living in your best truth, in moral integrity. Everything you say you do and everything you do you say you do, (laughs) meaning you're a very honest and good person. You're consistent, you're reliable, and people can count on you. But if somebody like this individual I'm telling you about 
is in your life and they trigger you, they use you, they tell you they that you owe them and they make it all about them. I mean, we even stayed at a, um, like a wedding, we went out for a wedding once and I thought this person was my friend and we, three of us shared a home and because I was the last one to arrive, they gave me the room next to the parking lot downstairs while the other girls got upstairs rooms with their own bathrooms and ocean views and they didn't even care to ask me, would you like the se- the second night here? Would you like to stay in the ocean view? And I paid the same amount of money. And I, It wasn't about the... I suppose the room necessarily, it was more the principle of not even asking that maybe it would be fair to have just like flipped a coin, etc. I don't know. Very petty though, to think back on things like this. But when they trigger you emotionally, it doesn't become petty anymore. Don't let anyone like that who is not living in their truth or their best life or in their emotional intelligence don't let them take rent in your head for very long the truth always has this beautiful way of revealing itself the cream always has a beautiful way of rising to the top and karma does truly exist If you are triggered by other people that have been tormenting you, unfollow, block, mute, move on. Do it again. Listen to that again. Unfollow them, block them, mute them, forgive, forget, pray for them. Please don't torture yourself. In this day and age, we don't have time for torture anymore. We have enough suffering of our own to live in block, forgive, delete, move on. Nobody says you have to keep following people that don't make you feel good about yourself. Another way that we can really learn to move through our trauma is to go out there into the world and explore, dream, and discover. If you are living in a one-dimensional world, I want you to pick up a few books from Malcolm Gladwell, one in particular called The Tipping Point, is extremely well written and a newer version talking to strangers it will help you to see the world through a different lens you may be judging others very quickly and you may be making up narratives and stories on others that is not true and once you get more clarity and when you have the correct information you do make more intelligent choices And these intelligent choices will lead you to having much more clarity in your life. Be more aware. Malcolm Gladwell is an incredible writer who lived out in, I believe, the West Village of New York. And we used to see him around town all the time. He is a big deal. He's been on 60 Minutes. I listened to a great podcast on him on Oprah recently. Prolific writer, I believe six bestsellers and maybe five now. And each one is done so intricately well. You can tell that he's a devout journalist. He he writes out New York. He's focused on getting people to see things from a different perspective. And he uses lots of examples to show us the way. If you are triggered by scrolling, 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 and then you see something right away, 
and it makes you feel like shit. It could be an old friend. It could be, why wasn't I invited to this? It could be, I can't believe he's dating another girl. Oh boy, my heart aches for people that have found things on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or Snap or TikTok that they didn't want to see. And it's okay. It is okay. This is a very petty world that we are living in these days. The Kanye West post, for instance, all I want to do is pray for him and give him a huge hug and tell him, my hands on my heart, like everything's going to be okay. I know how much it probably hurts to go through a divorce and separation with children and to have your life flipped upside down. It is easier said than done to say these kinds of things on my podcast. They are only options because I am the nearest, farthest person from perfection. I am fucked up in 20 million of my own ways, but I know what heartache feels like. And it's probably one of the worst feelings right next to grief. It is essentially like losing somebody and going to their funeral and feeling that you have lost. It is better to have loved and lost than to have ever have loved at all. You will have to say that to yourself over and over. It is better to have loved and then lost, to have never have loved at all. So therefore, you must be grateful for the period of time that you had that was a blessing. It was beautiful. It was flowers blossoming. It was love. You have children. You have memories. You don't have to think of all the good times. My sister used to tell me, the human brain is quite dumb and it likes to remember all the good things, but we don't remember all the bad things. So if you need to block people on social media that trigger you, don't use social media as an outlet to express your pain, suffering, and grief at least not often. You know, if you're writing a book, if you have a show coming out, if you're writing a journal, if you're painting, you know, beautiful artistry, if you're in the creative arts, music, a song, it's okay to share what you're working on that might be related to some of your life's triggers. But more than likely, our triggers are tied to our emotions. And when we find emotional intelligence, we can learn how to broaden our horizon in knowing, is this important right now? Do I need to post it? Do I need to share this to the world? Would my mother be proud of this? These are things I ask myself. If you haven't noticed, my social media is usually extremely and thoughtfully curated. Only useful information usually goes there. And it's been difficult because I see people that are much younger using it for different things. And it is hard because... We want them to know, you know, one day these sensual photos of yourself are somebody's screenshot them somewhere and they're bound to pop up later in life. So just be very careful, be very cautious, be very protective. You need to learn how to protect your own peace. And if that means spending less time posting personal, deep, emotionally painful thoughts on social or posting something that you know might hurt another person, why don't you go inward instead? You don't have to fight back every time somebody pushes you. You don't have to yell back every time someone yells at you. And you certainly don't need to participate in the cesspool of disgusting back and forth on places like Twitter. A Twitter rant 
in my opinion, or wherever it is on social is a bad look. All of it is a bad look. Everyone is entitled to having a bad day. Go and write it in your journal. Tell a friend. If you need to, like me, say, you know, tell the story in a book or a podcast. But really, something that is living out in an area where the world can see it, just growing up half Japanese and then a granddaughter of a POW, like my family didn't speak about their problems. And their problems were far, far, far worse than mine. It was like starvation, hunger, bombs dropping, was going to get shot, captured by the Russians, bombs dropping in, you know, Nagasaki. There's a lot of shit that my grandparents went through that I look at now and I laugh about the insurance claim that I, you know, I'm so petrified as part of my life. But it's so petty compared to the things that your ancestors went through. So you must help them to know that you are living their dream by living in moral integrity. Do them a favor by doing the right thing and by being a good person now. Choose to not participate in all of that bullshit out there. Don't you dare let somebody writing on social media trigger you. You are better than that. Can you say that again to yourself? You are better than that. Say, I am better than that. I am better than that. Because you are. There is no need to participate. I don't like having to tell people how you feel, what you're doing, how you look, what's going on, the breakdown. The only people, as far as I'm concerned, that really need to do that are reporters, journalists, and people that are giving out information that is like in dire, like desperation, like an emergency, etc. Opinion pieces are journalists' finest work. They should be done with integrity, grace, thought, and much research. And I'm not talking about personal research on Instagram or TikTok. I'm talking about actual scientific-based research. Look to the higher ranking true journalists who write opinion pieces that are meaningful, beautiful, and that give the correct information. Science or journal-based information is fairly accurate and correct. Please read the news if you like where the sources are extremely credible. Unfollow any shameful outlets And you know what, if you're watching Euphoria and a recent friend told me that it triggered him when he watched it, don't watch it. You know, like I used to do all kinds of drugs and party and all that. And I, I mean, I can still watch things and not be bothered by it at all. I tend to get triggered more so by like receiving 17 emails from my team about their invoices at the same time or something to do with my bank account or something to do with a deadline where I need to edit a piece that I I poured my soul into and then they're like edit this 27 areas um my triggers are really different and I haven't gotten to share them or haven't been able to excuse me gotten I haven't (laughs) been able to share them with you because um I'm saving the juicy stuff for the new book there's a lot about me you guys don't know And I'm actually really happy that 
I had a great call with um, a higher up at Amazon last week, actually two. And uh, one individual said, I am so happy that you curse on your podcast. (laughs) He said, you are so perfectly poised on every TV show you're on. It is such a relief to know that you are real like the rest of us. And frankly, you guys already know that if you've been listening to this pod since 2018, which I very much thank you for doing. Um, I feel like we're doing like a PBS TV show every time we record this podcast because it's like a free public service journalism just for you at its finest. Right, Cece? Right. So... Making sure to understand the roots of your emotional intelligence are really important. Like how self-aware are you? My finances are triggered from my 17 years of having to burn through cash to make my own career happen. So it's almost like transactional accounts receiving and then, you know, just money just pouring out of my accounts where I was never able to buy a home or have a kid, maybe yet, who knows, I'll leave that open-ended. I don't want to talk about that, I'll tell you that. I don't save because I can't save, and now I finally have started to, but most of my triggers are attached to really bad past trauma, and yours are too. Understand the roots of your emotional intelligence. Understand and be self-aware of your own emotional states, especially the frustration, the anger, and the resentment. If you can look back and do some exercises where you write out when you get angry, what are you feeling? How does it make your blood feel? What's the temperature like in your body? What can you do to let it go? One of the craziest stories, the man who wrote The Untethered Soul, he has a great story about how he actually got in trouble with the law. Um, I have the book right here. As you can see, I read many books that are tied to emotional intelligence. But this is a great book to learn more about yourself and how to live in the present moment. Michael A. Singer wrote a book called The Untethered Soul. And when he was approached by the feds many years ago through his business, they said they were doing shady shit, basically, in a nutshell. And they investigated him for six years. And he proclaims that during those six years that he was not triggered by the feds. Whereas most of us would be like a psycho, right? I would be. I have horrible anxiety. And we'll get into that. I mean, we have in past episodes, but in the new book, I'll really be able to share with you guys more on the anxious triggers. Michael A. Singer attributes a lot of his peace in his heart to understanding that he could give it to God and take it. And it was mostly tied to his ego. So when we think about our triggers, we've got to do some deep digging inside. You've got to do some deep digging into your gut. Yes, I'm talking to you. I don't know who wanted this podcast today, but you needed it. And once you get into that deep gut where you find out, oh, I'm triggered by this old agent of mine because, and this is 
agents I've had years ago, just so you guys know, I'm with a new agency and I love my agents now. They're very positive, amazing people. Um, but one older agent triggered me because he would always tell me that he was going to get me things and he never did. And it was sad. You know, I actually lived in fear that they would like look over me with a magnifying glass as a child. And I felt like I was controlled by them for many years. And I don't think I lived to my fullest in my career because I felt like I was always being overseen or watched by them, particularly older white men. And I've grown out of that phase. You know, I realized that my resentments were tied to them telling me that they were going to do X, Y, and Z for me, and they never did. And my responsibility in that was I allowed that to happen. And will I allow that to happen now? No. No, I won't. And that's where I learned to control my own resentment with certain areas in my life. My family life is actually great right now, but it is not always that way. And I feel good about where I'm at. But here's the danger in feeling really, really fucking good about where you are. And no, I'm not on drugs or anything. I wish, but I have way too much going on. The only way I'm able to do as much as I do is by being sober. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my God. I do miss those days, the good old days. Oh my God. The wild long nights. I know you, you guys hear me talk about them all the time. I think I will write a sitcom or some sort of series on that period of my life one day, which is going to be probably very shocking to you, but I'm not quite ready for it yet. In divine timing, all creative artist projects will come through you and to the right places at the right time. No need to force anything. I digress and I'm back to where we were. So I have learned through my own process what tipped me over and what pushed me to my edge. And the only way that I learned a lot of these parts of who I am is, is by actually not drinking or doing any drugs. Sobriety has been like this amazing journey of eye-opening, just almost like holy shit like I didn't know I could do this much I didn't know I had this much creative power I didn't know I was this smart I was told I was fucking dumb my whole life and I think a lot of us can realize when looking back on our mistakes that our ego was intertwined with all the decisions or all the resentments or all the anger or all the fighting you know, that whole girl boss era that we were all part of, that was like putting your dukes up and fighting. And we don't need to do that. Men love women. Oh, God, do they love women. Trust me, gay men and straight men or whatever you are. Everybody loves a good fucking hot ass woman. I mean, look at Jessica Rabbit. She was like the hottest cartoon character of all time. You don't need to put your dukes up and fight. You'll get what you want, especially when you're sweet. I'll say that. We gave a whole era to like fighting back with our egos and working through anger and resentment, putting men in their place. Some of it was good and some of it was like not really necessary. So take a look at your life. Take a good look at the things that you participated in and what was your part in all of your faults and your resentments. You will find when you look back and you write this out that you were a huge part of the problem. 
I'm you meaning me. I was a huge part of my own problems. Still am. Still figuring it out. My life is fucking crazy. I can't tell you how many videos I've had to edit in the last two weeks and my head's about to explode. But I will still take time to do this podcast because it is meaningful. You guys are getting it. We're consistent. This is fluid and it is useful. So for those of you who are getting triggered by others who maybe are 10 steps ahead of you, look at their age, look at their resume. For God's sake, I used to get triggered by those things when I was younger. Like, I can't believe this person got another show. Why does this person have a show? She has a muffin top and she's chunky. Um, <laughs> I mean, those are real, real things my friends and I used to talk about. I'm just being honest with you guys. But re- really, I mean, petty. All good things come to those who truly are waiting and living in their best moral integrity. Changing topics slightly, we're going to talk about a gal who sent me a note who was highly triggered by an old relationship of hers. And when you go back and you see things that remind you, say, of uh, your past or past people or past experiences, oh boy, it's probably one of the hardest of those emotional triggers to work through. So here is my love letter for the day from a reader recently. I will keep her name confidential, but initials are MF. Hi, Candace. I discovered your podcast and blog some months ago in a time when I needed it the most. I have been in a long relationship that ended with emotional, verbal, and psychological abuse. It went on for at least one to five years, if not more. Now when I'm out of it, I can see my ex as a narcissist. He knew what to say to hurt me the most. He knew my weakest spots and my thoughts. I am trying to find myself again, and your potted view of life has helped me a lot. It is hard, and I still can't believe that what I've been through. Oh, God, I like hurt for you. I was a shadow of myself, and I was so emotionally abused. So many of my thoughts of myself, what I thought I was worth was nothing. Due to a man who treated me like I was worth nothing. I wonder if you have any experience of this that you talk about in your pod. You won my heart with one of your first episodes when you talked about depression. As sometimes I'm scared of this new life but you inspire me so much to keep going with a cute little cherry blossom emoji. Oh, MF, I really love you for being so brave in writing this. So first and foremost, thank you. Second, there is not one girl or guy that listens to this podcast that hasn't been through their own emotional abuse or trauma. So here's what I think can work for you. Nothing this individual said was about you. It was actually about him. Everything that he said is actually a reflection of who he is. Everything he said to you is about himself. He is not worth much. 
he is not living in his truth and he is also very insecure. It is almost always the prettiest girls that come to me with some of the worst trauma for men in their lives. And it is also the most beautiful, kind, calm, open, loving, soft, beautiful, shy, timid girls that get trampled and just completely steamrolled by men or in bad relationships, even with other women. I have had emotional abuse in my life. Um, From the times I can remember it the most, it makes you feel small, right? Like you're a little girl. And a lot of this will come back to when you were a little girl, MF. You're not that little girl anymore. And you can't tell yourself lies about yourself and believe them. You have to remember that thoughts are mere thoughts and you are not your thoughts. And this is actually something you can write down. You are not your thoughts. Thoughts are like clouds in the sky that you see and you let them pass. They're there and then they disappear with time. I am so sorry for the abuse, my hands on my heart and the trauma and the suffering that you have endured. I am so happy that you are no longer at that point in your life. And I am now appreciative to be able to be your big sister to answer these types of very difficult questions that are vulnerable from the most vulnerable part of your heart. No two people are alike in this world. No one's path will ever be the same. And taking advice from anyone is just mere bullshit. We can only take options from people. So my options are this. You know that these things that were said about you are not about you. They are about him. You know there is no problem with you. The problem is him. Good riddance. And you know who you are. When you are living in your moral integrity, MF, you are living in your truth. And therefore, the truth is always the one thing that gives you the most freedom. Live in it, be it, love it. You are breathing. You live in a free form of state. You are out here in this world so lucky. If you are here in the US, for instance, you already won the lottery. Life here is so much easier than it is in other countries even to this day where men are customary to abusing women and it hurts it hurts tremendously another thought I have is how you can help other women as well so if you have time and it is not going to trigger you maybe make some time to work with other abused women it could even just be a hotline where you can call and see if they need volunteers Or you could even just do some personal work by writing in a journal or working at a volunteer. It could be for anything to do with girls so that you know you're doing your part to empower other women. There is um, a UN foundation that focuses only on girls called Girl Up, I believe. And then there are other resources where you can look to places to empower other women And there are so many foundations. I like to personally work with 
say the boys and girls club by donating. And then I work with a lot of unstable people um, at the food bank and soup kitchen where the people that we are serving don't have income or means to an income right now. These things put life into perspective for UMF. So you don't have to feel so much suffering, but rather when you're doing service for others, you take on their suffering and you alleviate some of that for both of you. Because in the long run, when you do the work volunteering for others, you end up helping yourself more than you help them. Life is a journey and every roadblock and speed bump and just boulder that gets in your way is just there to fuck with you. And you're going to have to find a way to navigate through it. It's not a big deal compared to what your grandparents went through, but this is a big deal to you now and it does hurt. So feel all the feels, love deeply. Don't let other people make you feel so small. It is so sad when people have to stoop to a very poor level of tearing others down to make them feel so good about themselves. I will pray for him. And I hope you do the same too. Because when you learn to pray for them, and I will pray for that girl that I spoke about at the beginning of the podcast that was very self-serving. I will pray for her. I, I, how can I write a spiritual book when I am still a shitty person? I ask myself that every day, that I am not ready because my demons are still taking the best of me. You are not alone, lady. We are not perfect. We are all perfectly imperfect. And that is why this podcast is so meaningful. We can take the mask off, reveal the heart, and see all of the golden cracks. And know the practice of Kintsugi has been around for thousands of years for us to love and cherish. And while we help, we open up, share these stories. And when we do, we heal, we grow, we learn, we laugh, we love together. Because that's all we've got left. So I encourage you to find a charity that helps young girls. Maybe it's at your local school or church or food bank. Maybe it is an organization with the UN or the UN Foundation and just go for it. I always tell people this when they want to volunteer with me. Go to the Salvation Army. They are an incredible organization. I'm so excited that each of you has decided to tune into this podcast. It was only two years ago where I did not want to do it anymore. (laughs) You guys, it it is so hard to do this job, but it is merely just an opportunity for a different medium. And it's all good. I feel so lucky to have you. Thank you for listening. It means more than the world to me, especially because it's free and it doesn't It just doesn't serve me well, I suppose, to keep these life lessons, options, and viable opinions, which I think are viable, but maybe, you know, that's subjective. I like sharing them with you, so thank you. Please sign up for my newsletter if you haven't already at CandiceKumai.com. Please pick up the Matcha Cleanse 
or the matcha masterclass at thematchashop.com. T-H-E-M-A-T-C-H-A-S-H-O-P-P-E.com. Pick up the matcha cleanse if you want to get hot and sexy this year. I've seen a few of you going in there and going back and purchasing it. There's also fabulous matcha lattes and matcha products that you can order to help support this free podcast. I'm not going to ask you guys for much, but I will ask that you write a review on Spotify for five stars. It takes two seconds. A review on Apple will take you about two minutes, but the five stars goes a long way on this journey of four years in of free podcasting. I'm Candice Kumai. I have written six books. Please pick one up. Kintsugi Wellness or Clean Green Eats are two favorites, and Clean Green Eats is officially a cult classic. I really thank you for your time in this journey, and I hope that you can find ways that you can smooth out your emotional triggers, that you can do the self-work and know meditation works, exercise works, eating fruits and vegetables every day and less processed foods work, unfollowing people works, going to see a therapist works, hanging out with like-minded positive friends works, drinking less alcohol and doing less drugs works. Do the things that you know that work and stop bullshitting around. If you are constantly complaining about your life and you hate it, then do something about it to change it. Don't put all your problems on others. Look inside of yourself and see what you can change about your life. And once you make a 21-day commitment, keep the habits going. Go to bed early. Stop eating shitty food. Wake up every morning. Make a matcha. Meditate. Reflect on life. Tell God what you're grateful for. Ask Buddha to help you out and throw you a bone every now and then. Put some good karma out there and it might come back to you. Practice random acts of kindness every day. You'll be so surprised when you do little things that incrementally make a big difference. Everything in your life is cumulative. And if you haven't figured this out yet, the less toxic people and dramatic people you have in your life, the less toxic and dramatic your life will be. If you cannot escape toxic or drama because they're family members or you're stuck with them, then you make the best of your situation by setting clear and healthy boundaries. If something does not feel good, then make sure you take note and do a little bit of work to work through the problem. Therapy, professional therapy, call a friend, report it on a hotline, and if you or someone you love is hurting themselves, please reach out to them and to a professional to seek professional help. Triggers are a real thing. They affect all of us. They come from a gamut of finance, emotional trauma, past trauma, relationships, social trauma, trauma from work, sexual abuse. These kinds of things are serious and we need to take them very seriously. Make sure that your next 10 years aren't full of triggers. 
Make sure you learn to handle them with grace and the utmost care. And if you really only have one life to live, then let's make this the most peaceful and easy life we can by being more emotionally intelligent with others. When you practice empathy and compassion for others, we must know they are trying their best. Let's give them grace. Pick up the books we mentioned today, The Untethered Soul, The Journey Beyond Yourself, Michael A. Singer, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And my current reads right now include revisiting Anthony Bourdain's Kitchen Confidential, the original edition, though, from 2003, You Were Born This Way by Shawnee Nicholas, and another book I've picked up recently that you know I'm working through at this time is A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. Reading is one of the most beautiful ways you can let go of life. Ask God, Buddha, and the angels to take it from you and just let the cards fall where they may. I don't know who needs to hear this right now, but if you are triggered, you are okay. Take stock of what triggers you and work on a list of how you can handle each one responsibly. What can you do? What can you do to contribute to your part? Because all tiny little things add up to big changes. I love you guys. Make the time. It's so important. This world is not just for paying bills and losing weight and looking fabulous. There is a lot more depth behind and underneath the surface. I'm Candace Kumai. That's Cece. She turns 20 this year. If you want to know our secrets to looking fabulous, check out my website, CandiceKumai.com. Don't forget to give this podcast a good juicy five stars. And if you want to send a love letter, you can do so at info at CandiceKumai.com. If it's very private, you can DM, email, and I'll keep it discreet. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. I will see you very soon on some announcements coming up. In the meantime, uh, comment and follow on TikTok, can you? We've grown a little bit, but my God, do I still need your help. Right, Cece? Yeah, girl. You better get it, girl. Chunky. Why does she have a muffin top and be chunky and have her own show? Yeah, I don't know either. A little bit chunky. All right. I'll, I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a great week. And if you didn't have a Valentine, honestly, who gives a fuck? I'd rather eat a burger and drink a beer. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Ciao.